This podcast is made possible thanks to our supporters on Patreon. A big thank you goes out to Adnan Isel, owner of Isellers Estate Winery. You can visit them at 615 Concession 5 Road in Niagara-on-the-Lake or check out their website at icellers.ca. Find out how you can support us like Adnan by visiting patreon.com slash twoguystalkingwine. You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Pru. It's always weird listening back to these podcasts, the, the Stump the Stoop podcasts. And, and this time around, I had a lot of fun editing the tape. First off, we need to start using tinfoil all the time because it sounds great when you take the tinfoil off the bottles. It's just, well, because, I mean, it's, it's a problem. When, when we're tasting wines and tasting blind, it, it's a really visual sort of thing. And it's tough to translate to tape. So uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you have some suggestions on how Michael and I can improve our Stump the Stoop podcasts, uh, by all means, send us uh, your suggestions. Uh, two guys talking wine at gmail.com. That is, that is the uh, email we have set up. Uh, you know what? They're kind of fun to wrap in tinfoil because um, I wrap them up earlier in the week uh, from when we're going to. But you podcast. messed up this time, though. You remembered what the bottles were. My favorite was the one we did with Penelope, where it was just like even you were surprised. Well, because I, I brought them over to your house wrapped, so yeah. I had forgot and I had wrapped them up earlier. This one, I, I I remembered that there was at least a South African. I remembered there was at least a Zinfandel. Um, but you know what really surprised me is, well, you know what? Maybe we should first roll tape, and then I'll tell you what really surprised me. Michael, it's that time again. It is, but we have somebody different this time. As usually, we get we've gotten Thomas twice. Yes, for this, uh, we had Penelope, uh, Irving. Penelope Irving for one, and that's it so I far. Think so right? so yep. you're in elite company. In elite company, who is Penelope Irving? Uh, she is one of the lovely people who works at Family Wine Merchants. Oh, okay. Yeah, wonderful. You've probably uh, we seen her on the, Facebook okay. or, or Twitter. Yeah, we did the uh, chicken and ice wine, fried chicken and ice wine podcast with her. Yeah. And then that we, sounds fun. Yeah, and then we pulled out uh, five really crappy wines from my cellar, and actually two of them. Actually, this Fusion was the one the that Fusion surprised everybody. Stood out, yeah. I had an original bottle of Fusion from the, when they first came to Ontario, two thousand and nine. Wow! And everybody was like, "This is great!" And I unwrapped it, and they were like, "I can't believe it," because that wine is such a piece of crap now. So you're gonna like this story. I approached Astrid, I don't know, five years ago, six years ago, and and I said, "I want to come up with a new brand." And we're looking at doing kind of that lifestyle brand they kept asking us saying you got to come up with something you got to come up with something we couldn't kind of stomach the notion of coming up with a lifestyle brand and so i came to her one day and i said okay i got it the perfect wine for vineland estates to enter the the lifestyle brand category and i had a label done and everything and we called it con fusion and so she looked at me she said you can't do that <laughs> and I said, Astrid, no, we're going to do it. You want it? You want a lifestyle brand? We're going to go Confusion. So we spelt the the fusion was spelt differently. We did the S, the yeah. Zs backwards, and and uh, so she she looked at me and said, "You can't do that." Eighteen months later, they came out with one. Fusion came out with a confusion. Oh, that'll oh, explain that's... why. All right, so our first wine. I don't usually do whites, but this time I no, did. There are cellar temperatures, so I'll have to live with it. It's a little bit on the on the funny side, I think, smell-wise. Not a lot for flavor on that. None of them are or available, so you, you can say all you want that's good or bad about them. Because they are not available on the market anymore, so you're not going <coughs> to 
insult anybody. So I I'm hope. guessing from the color, it's a little bit older. It's a dark yellow. Golden. Getting like a cream corn note on that. Yeah, lots of... Your nose is more sensitive than mine because mine just smells like wine. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but yeah, I mean, you know, like that, that sort of wedding wine smell where... Yeah. Yeah. It's not horrible. It's just not my... It's like a bit of pineapple on the finish. A little bit. A little bit of canned pineapple, more or less. So so now, the, what are the rules? We have to... Well, you can. I guess the, like that's a good question. What are the rules? There are no rules. Like we've tried no. to guess uh, the year it was. Tried to guess the year. The you can guess the country. You can guess the grape variety. Guess whatever you think you can guess or that you get out of this, and then we reveal it. Where do you think it's from? The vintage is always a great thing, and if you can guess the grape variety, is always a great thing. But well, there's a fair amount of alcohol, and if it's this old, I wouldn't think that it's Ontario. Okay. And it kind of has like a South American thing going on. All right. Kind of like. Andre, you got any ideas? Little, What's the grape that, variety? So that heat. I, I would be, wouldn't be surprised if it was a shard or a really overripe, underperforming Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. It feels like Chardonnay to me. All right. And it, it, it feels warm. I'm guessing... I guess I'm gonna go California. Like it feels warm, but it doesn't feel like there's any oak on this. Yeah. Well, well, well. Aren't we gonna all be excited? This is a 2010 Sherman's Chardonnay from oh. Burning oh. Kiln. Okay, so that's the heat. <laughs> would, that, your... would that not be made by Andre? I believe that's made who by we, Andre, who we spoke with this morning. Okay. I did, and I believe everything there is uh, is uh, a passamento. A passamento, so that's, yeah. That would have been. And a passamento, and it's 139. 139, uh, yeah. Alcohol Ooh. on it. Wow. And, That'll do uh, it. Andre is not afraid of uh, high alcohol wines for sure. No, that's, uh, and, and you, again, Calif- you would have thought it was California. I, didn't, I don't know if it had much in the way of uh, Chardonnay characteristics to it other than, you know, that, I think it that did. color. Well, Brian said the cream, the cream, yeah, corn, the cream corn, corn, and the finish, corn, yeah. the finish yeah. had the pineapple. pineapple. Yeah. So, um, all right. Anyway, one of those wines that I, I've had kicking around the cellar, and I'm always wondering if I should open it, when I should open it, if I should even open it, will it will it make anybody happy? So that's a really good example of what I was saying earlier in our, our discussion around 2010 being coming out of the gates, everybody yeah, thinking it's, it's such a great vintage, but yet it... They it, just haven't been holding on. They eh? just didn't hold on at all, and that's a really good example of a, of a wine that didn't hold oh, on. another white one. Yeah, I don't... As I said, I don't usually do whites, but I, I, I pulled a couple out today because oh. I thought... Uh, because I thought uh, we've had a couple of cork wines during this uh, oh, yeah? during this endeavor. Hopefully, this is not one of them. Okay, well, that's definitely a Riesling. Yeah, okay. definitely. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. good. Acidity's great. Fruit still holding on, and it's got a little bit of the that the kerosene petrol note going on. Wow. So definitely Riesling. Somewhere between 2008 and 2011, I'm going to say probably 2008. I'm guessing 2010. It feels like a little bit yeah. more ripe than one so. of the cooler vintages. And where is it from? It's got to be Niagara. It's definitely Niagara. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah and Michael, you're the only one. Did, did you remember what the bottles were this time? Because remember last time you wrapped the bottles so far ahead of time, you could take part? Yeah, I did them this morning, so I, I do remember. Um, That's a great wine. I really love that. It was a real delight to taste. Oh, there we go. 
So it's a Vineland 2007. 2007. Oh, I said, yeah, I was close. 2008. That is a great wine. I, I, I want the bonus point for guessing warm vintage now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really good. So uh, kudos to you. I found that in the cellar today, Brian, and I was like, man, that's. let's see if you can pick out your own wine. I, I, you I said it was Niagara. The, so, yeah, I love I was, the evolution of your labels. Like that, that label really, listen, if you wanted to bring that back for like a special series, I'd be happy to see that. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's that got a really great. classic look to it. And each picture was different, wasn't it, if I'm not mistaken? No. Was um, all this the same? No, they're all the same. No. The, but each picture was for each me. category. I guess I, I guess I got drunk enough on your wines that I was like, hey, you know what? I think that's different. So the reserve was black, okay. and it, it had a different picture inside of there. Wow, that's a really good wine. Well, yeah, so the is. acidity is held on. Seven, yeah. I was a little worried about. I thought it'd be all petroly, but mm. uh, this just shows that if you if you handle the Riesling right, it doesn't go petroly right away. Like, I mean, like a lot of a lot of seven Rieslings, a lot of 10 Riesling, a lot of 12 Riesling. It seems like they went all petrol within two years. So uh, there's something called atypical aging disorder. Have you ever heard of it? Nope. Um, it has nothing to do with uh, menopause, but the... Or my mind. Or my mind. <laughs> The fact that I'm regularly forgetting to zip up my zipper now. Yeah. <laughs> like, like twice a month. I'm like, damn, that happened again. It's Shoot. just like you're fishing. It's uh, <laughs> What's happening? But there's something called atypical aging disorder that happens in recent things. It was identified uh, quite a number of years ago. I think it was identified in uh, New York State uh, or possibly Germany, guys and I. But they, uh, they talk about the fact that in hot years, um, you're going to get this atypical aging disorder. And so what they suggested that you could do is scavenge the oxygen in the wine. So by adding ascorbic acid, vitamin C, scavenges the oxygen and you're going to reduce the the potential for ATA or atypical aging. This is the very first year that we used ascorbic acid in our wine to reduce the well. It was hmm. really good. Really it good. Worked. I wish I had chilled that because we could chill it for dinner. It's chilled it for dinner. That's a great but one. That was that was absolutely it's still showing great at cellar yeah. temperature. Like yeah. that's that's impressive. That was really good. I was really impressed with that. All right. So, uh, so, and it's nice to have the guy who made it here to tell us why it didn't go the way I thought it would go. Mm-hmm. Oh, 2007. That was the year I moved to Ontario. Oh, I always love Saskatchewan. Things. Yep. Love you. <laughs> you listen to the podcast. <laughs> You're from Saskatchewan. I've never heard that. <laughs> who knew? So I'm definitely going to the Reds now, and I have to be honest with you. Now I have no idea what I'm pouring. I knew the whites, uh, the Reds. I kind of just. I know what's in there, kind of, but I don't know what's in there, if that right, makes then. any sense to anybody. I don't know the order I did them in. A little like uh, cranberry cherry on the palate, but it smells a little heavier. A little smokiness, too. Yep. Hmm. This is definitely not Syrah. It's not dead. Well, I said it's not Syrah. No, but it's not dead. Yeah, no, it's not dead, but no. it's not Syrah. I like that. That's a really good wine. There's nothing on the cork here to tell me anything. So, but it's it's and, it's, and the cork is in really good shape if you think about that. Who? Quite drinkable. A little bit of leather. Yep. Yeah, a little bit of leather. They're interesting, kind of like a an herbal, a slight herbal note. More like a you cook bouquet de garni, you know the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. kind yeah. of that Provencal garigue kind of a note. Jeez, mm. you could do better tasting notes than I do. Mm. <laughs> That's a really I love the acidity in that. I yeah, love the acids the are great. Acids acid, really the, are the great. Beautiful it's tannin structure. Pulling it together. Well, I think it's maybe. I think that I, is a great one. I think I, I think I remember what this is. I'm going to wait Cab Merlot from Niagara. That's my guess. You think? 
Yeah. Oh, wait. Entry level. I'm guessing this wasn't terribly expensive, but that's kind of a cheap shot because Michael Sellers is full of wines that don't cost a lot of money. But if this doesn't cost a lot of money, that's a pretty good... That's a great wine. Absolutely. You want to to throw a guess out, uh, Brian, uh, before I unwrap? I'm going to say Cap Franc. Okay. From? Niagara. I think it's a Niagara Cap Franc. Oh, that's right. Okay. Now oh, wow. Nope. No. It's not. And it's, this is this is uh, this is one of those wines that I was positive. I like wrapping in foil. You've probably noticed that now. I'm not the paper bag kind of guy. So this is from a winery. It's uh, this is from a winery called De Villiers <laughs> in South Africa. Wow. It is a 2001 Cabernet Franc. Pretty sure that's so. De cool. At least we got Cap Franc. De Villiers, De Villiers, De Villiers whatever you 12 want. Twelve and a half percent alcohol. That's a gorgeous wine. Yep. Yeah, it is. And, and 2001 that, Cap Franc. So that would not have cost me more than 2001. I'm buying wines. So that's 2003. That's probably a twelve dollar bottle right there. Excellent wine. Hmm. Who one. says you can't get good value at twelve bucks a bottle, right? Well, I'm well. I think it's getting a little tougher now than it was in 2002 or 2003 <laughs> I mean, when Michael bought the wine. But but I mean, uh, you know, you nailed it as Cab Franc. Uh, you thought it was Niagara, and uh, I I think that it's. It you know, I thought it was would would have been younger Niagara, but mm-hmm. I, mean, I was going to say 2004 Niagara. Kind of has that um, herbaceous note that you got out of 2004. Kind of a leafy, slight leafy note. Yeah, but it nice. was really well restrained. Like the yeah. fruit was still coming through. No, like it was standing, yeah. uh, outstanding, That's, great well, wine. Congratulations to them. I think that was no yeah, definitely. Wow. De Villiers, never heard of him. I'll be taking a picture of that. I've, you know what? I've never <laughs> heard of them either. I don't know how I end up with it. some of these things. I, I think. I think at this time I'm. You tasted I'm, it. You you thought it was. Okay I don't know if I it. tasted it. I think I think how this become this happens, is uh, I'm buying wine at this time. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just kind of looking through the uh, the the vintages catalog and going, you know, what's in my price range and oh, I like Cab Franc because uh, Vineland makes a good Cab Franc. So, so Mr. De Villiers must make. So Mr. De Villiers from uh, from South Africa must must make great Cab Franc as well. Uh-oh. 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 Uh oh. Oh, we wonder if uh, oh, I busted it. If you'll get this one, I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. De Villiers. Remember that one? I do. Do you? <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> oh, Andre, you're hurting my feelings. <laughs> That's the second one today. I couldn't remember. Was it Larry Robinson? Is that his what name? Do you mean Larry you couldn't remember. You had no idea who Larry Robinson was. You hurt me. And he's got a whiskey now. And he's got a whiskey from. They should have put a big Wiser. mustache on that. On that. They should have. Oh, but I knew Daryl Sittler. You did because know my Darryl father Sittler. raised me properly. That has nothing to do with it. So, <laughs> if your father raised you properly, would have made you a Montreal Canadiens fan. Let's oh, start there. We no, no, now we're fighting words right there. Oh, so I, Landy McDonald played for the Leafs. Leafs okay. and Calgary Flames. Calgary Flames, exactly. Well, Started the Flames with Calgary their Flames. first Stanley Cup. I can remember that. Nineteen eighty nine. All right. Here we go. Finally got the cork out of that one. That one was okay. I love messy. that we pulled out the stack of change and we haven't. Look at that. We haven't podcast. Well, I mean, I, I was positive that, that one of these, well, one of these three would have would have caused a little bit of you know. So far, oh, this is the cursing. This is the best some, the, the the stoop so far though, because usually at this point the wines you've poured have been uh, something maybe, that we should put in the gas tank maybe of he, your yeah. car. He got rid of all the bad ones. Now he has to. Oh. Oh. That's pepper, got some eh? VA going on. Oh, there's it? a lot of VA in there, a lot of, but like a pepper note. 
Not green pepper, it, but pepper, it, it pepper. It stings the nostrils. Yeah. Well, that one hurts. Ooh. I wonder if it needs some air or something. Yeah. Does it need life support or? Yeah, I think yeah, you need a. Um... Fruits like candy on it though, but then the finish is all bitter nail polish remover. Ooh. I wonder. Yeah, you may need to get those little electrodes and just kind of shock it. Wow. All right. Anybody want to guess where that's from? I, I couldn't. The, I can't even. The VA on there just disrupts. I, I couldn't guess. I'm going yeah. to say warm climate for sure. Warm climate for sure. Cali cab. No. Not well, maybe not enough. Warm climate. No, I don't know. I, I a little bit thin. A little thin I'm, in the I'm out. I'm out on this one. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so warm climate for sure. 2002 Southbrook Cabernet Ooh. Franc uh, Watson Vineyard. Watson. Okay. Part well, 2002 was hot. Yeah. Hot vin- vintage. Uh, yeah, paid, that's the VA. Paid twenty-five dollars yeah. for this. Uh, that was in the thirties, if I'm not mistaken. That wine, at that at that time, they were they were charging thirty. That's part of their, that's part of their Triumph line. So that's hmm. their their okay. high end line. Well, that's that's unfortunate. The um the VA on that oh, is it just does say twenty four ninety five on there. Well, maybe I did. Huh? I wouldn't have guessed Cabernet Franc on that. No, I I wouldn't have got that at all. Hmm. It's kind of gone past that uh, kind of burnt sugar note. You get. So is there a way to bring it back with the VA yeah. on it? No, not at all. No, no. I don't, okay. you know, we could try it later on in the evening or something to see if it, you know, resurrects itself somehow, blows off. But I, yeah, I don't see that that going. And that's too bad. So. Two thousand two, great vintage. It was a great vintage, yeah. Um, just and Watson Vineyard, obviously a good vineyard, but maybe just maybe just a little too long. Yeah, so. it could have been. Yeah, not not my favorite one though. That's unfortunate. See, nobody cursed during that one either. They no. don't do. I don't think they do a lot of Cap Franc. Southbrook and they were Southbrook was in Toronto at that time, wasn't it? That was yeah, Derek, in Richmond Hill. That was Derek Barnett, I think. Yeah. Uh, just just coming off of Derek Barnett, actually. Yeah. Okay. Barnett leaves in two thousand and one to go to Laley, and I think uh, he left. He leaves the two thousand and twos. So that was in Sperling then. Uh, no Sperling. No. Uh, this is uh, Barnett is left for Colin something. There's a guy named Colin Ferguson. That's like that you're just plowing through the cheese to get the VA out of your. Yeah, mouth. yeah. you want some cheese? I gotta, on I gotta get to that too. Yeah, that's. Uh, I need the white cheese. Oh, the white cheese. Yeah, right. yeah. You got some, uh, some goat cheddar. That's the Black River uh, goat cheddar. It's really good. Nice. Okay. So number five. I'm gonna rinse this. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh! I'm gonna rinse with whatever the hell's in this bottle. So, Andre, you want to rinse with a bottle? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Brian's the smart one who who got water, and we're. Uh, that's all right. Rinse with wine. That's we're just washing fine. with whatever crap we're gonna get next. Rinse with wine. It's throughout fine. all this recording, we have not been drinking water, except for Brian. Yeah, Brian's a smart one. Brian must have done this before. Okay, so really don't know what oh. this is. A little bit of VA on that one too, but is it just residual from the last one, or is it just no? Oh, all right. So some residual from the last one. This is much more in check. It's just old, yeah. older wine. I'm not. I'm looking at you. You're, you're the you're the guest here. Yeah, you get first. You get first choice. I'm gonna say that's Ontario again. Wow. And I'm gonna say it's a Cabernet Merlot blend. He thinks that all I have is not in my cellar is Ontario. I'm guessing the same thing. Oh really? All right. I'm gonna go. There's a sweetness in there that makes me think. Maybe. 
Maybe California. Maybe, maybe. But a cool a cool area of California. Yeah, it's feeling pretty restrained for California. I'm, I'm going to go Niagara that, like 03. Sweet, the sweetness? I don't... Uh, okay. And I said, you've done a better job hiding the capsules and corks this time, so there's no hints as to what at all three. this is. All right. So 03. I, okay, I'll buy it. See, I, 03 I, cab from Niagara. I, okay. There's a, there's a telltale note to me on the back end here. It's kind of like that burnt leather, burnt truck tire, tarry note to it. It's kind of a dirty note. Okay. Uh, that tells me uh, South Africa. Yeah. Um, you get it right at the back end. But you know what they are. You cracked your South African wine there. Uh, maybe I pulled another one. Okay. Because uh, well, we've got two more here, and I, I and I, I know what one of the, the other two are. You don't. You know what the one of them is, and I know what the last two are. So this one is actually kind of a surprise to me because I don't remember what it is. <laughs> so, but I, I, and I am surprised that I'm getting that kind of funny, funky South African note because there is already the the wine from Parle there. It's rare that I yank out to South Africa. So I'm I gonna, guess I'm going to say that's a early 2000s Niagara Cab. Early 2000 Niagara Cab. Andre, you were what again? That's what I said. I, I, I picked up 03 exact, but I'm going to give myself a plus or minus two years on that plus because it's our game and I get to make the rules. It's amazing how that works, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Great rule system. I love it. It's funny. I'm the one who wraps the bottles, pulls them out of my cellar. Suddenly it's his game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who edits this thing. What a great way to use uh, somebody else's cellar. Use, yeah. So this is from KWV. So it oh, is oh, it is South Africa. Africa. 2000. Okay. Early 2000s. Huh? Cab Sauv. Early 2000s. Okay. Cabernet Sauvignon. So it's interesting. So those early 2000 South Africans are coming up with that really interesting herbaceous note that that is synonymous with with Ontario. Restrained Ontario. Yeah. So it's interesting. You wouldn't. Think I really to, like that. That's a great one. Thirteen and a half percent alcohol, mm-hmm. though. You wouldn't. You wouldn't think yeah, the parallel any of these. Like South, you would never think to go. Oh, South Africa and Ontario have a lot in common, but yeah. uh, uh, somehow they do. And they. Well, that's they a great wine. I yeah. love that one. That was really good. KWB. So Cab Sauv too. Yeah. Really good. So nineteen. 19 so that, years that old. actually says uh, a, a lot about Cab Sauv, Cab Franc. Canopy management means all the the difference in the world in order to be able to get Cab. Franc to ripen successfully through the summertime, you need actually a cooler um, uh, environment, if you will, and, and so you can shade the fruit a little bit. Because Cap Franc is is a variety that at about thirty five degrees or so, basically it just stops. It says, "I'm um, it's too hot. I don't want to do anything," mm-hmm. and you can go for weeks where the the vine doesn't progress oh, you at did all. Again, yeah. Oh no, yeah, you can go for weeks, and so I find it interesting that this Cap Sauv from um, South Africa has some really interesting herbal notes to to be able to restrain that. That tells me that they're cropping that pretty heavy and also not doing a lot of leaf removal. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But that's that's just post... When did they open up South African wines to come into Canada again? Just after uh, apartheid. Was just, so. Yeah, was it? So when would that have been? Andre's going to do the old Google machine right now. Ask the Google. Alexa, when did apartheid end? Here's something I found on reference.com. Apartheid in South Africa ended with its democratic elections from April 27th and 28th in 1994. 1994. 1994. Yes. So that's exactly what we were looking for. We gave him feedback, so that was great. All right. Nice call. Do you know what? Uh, As much as I love having Thomas on the the Stump the Stoop, 
we're actually learning more from Brian. How does, how does oh, that happen? My stories aren't nearly as good as Thomas. <laughs> you don't, I don't know. He's don't, the original raconteur. You don't name drop as much as he does. How about that? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I was in Oregon and uh, being with so-and-so. But, uh, so, yeah, there's... There no, that's another oh. great wine. Wow. These are fantastic. Yeah, Michael... What the hell? I, I was actually looking forward to like getting the, the bad reactions of these like well, I don't know the, the, you know the toilet water that I, is Kentucky Cabernet that we drank I, that one time. The poor kids in Haiti aren't getting anything here. Just a second. Just, uh, there you go. Damn it! There <laughs> you go. That should be. There you go. Andre's got nothing to say, but he's gonna throw anyone in. I'm doing it on your behalf for you dropping the GD bomb. I have nothing bad to say about that wine. Oh, this is this is delightful. A little yeah, bit, a little bit on the sweeter little, side. A little, yeah, a little sweet, a little bit thin. Yeah, but perfectly drinkable. I drink that all day long. I hate to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I know what it is. So I got 2005 is Zinfandel. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. I don't think Zinfandel. Really, Zinfandel? I'm just getting the like the tea note, or maybe really, maybe mm-hmm. like a Paso Robles Cab Sauv. Mm-hmm. Well, you're gonna, which one are you going to do with? Gotta go on a limb. That's my, yeah. I could drink that all day long. A little bit sweet, as I said, but I mean, it's got a... Okay, now I'm going to go uh, past the Robles Cap Sauv. Okay. Yeah, that's it, California for sure. It's definitely You don't get that kind of sweetness from just anywhere. But it's not cloying. No, no, no. no. It's, it's, there's some nice balance to this one. Yeah. This, I, I'll be honest with you guys, I thought this would be the wine that, uh, that would have made us uh, gone... Oh God, that's horrible! You know, why, why did you age that? Um, it is a Zinfandel. It is a Zinfandel. Oh, wow! You would have nailed it on that. But it's a 2002 Dancing Bull. Like, wow. there's no way this is Rancho Zabaco Dancing Bulls in. And uh, I remember when that came out, it was in theory a lot. You had a lot of sweetness to it. Uh, it was. I, I did, love Zin. Holy crap! I, I, I nailed the Zin on the first guess, and it was yours. Your two's questioning that made me backtrack on well, it. Well, I go. did Stick that on purpose because I knew it was in. That's what I, I didn't Stick know the year, gut. but you, you pretty much. Like, there's, there's a nice sweetness to that. It's, it's, I, I love aged Zinfandel. I have to be honest with you. I just love aged Zinfandel. I would have, for a Zinfandel, I would have expected something a little more hardy, a little more rugged. When they get old like this, though, yeah. they, they start to soften. They get really interesting. Um, but Dancing Bull is not one of those name brands that right. you had gone, you know, look at the label. You, you look at it and you go, uh, mm-hmm. and I remember it not being very expensive. Oh, it does have a price here. For fifteen ninety five at the time of buying it. So, you know, that's not the, uh, the wine that you think, oh, well, that's the one you should be holding 17 years. <laughs> well, and they, w- and they would have redefined that. California redefines Zinfandel. When you look at Zinfandel in, in Primitivos in, in Italy, those are big. Brutes. Yeah, those are monsters. Monsters, yeah. yeah. What's the other one in in, in uh, Croatia? They call it Plavich oh, Mali. Plavich Mali. Plavich Mali. I think. Yeah. I am not familiar with my Croatian wines. He is right on that. Plavic. I thought it was Plavic. Plav- yeah, Time to see. Okay, so this one's from my cellar. Time this. to see how well I can age a bottle of wine. Yeah. Let's see. Andre. So I guess this is the last one, and not a yep. not a real stink. Well, we got a one stinker. Southbrook, unfortunately, was the stinker. I feel um, bad for that. Right. And uh, I I don't know about the burning kiln. That Vineland, I wish that guy knew how to make the wine. The burning kiln was almost forgettable. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm yeah. sad to say I would. You're right. And as I said, that Vineland guy, he's got to learn to make some wine. Yeah, he'll, was, he'll pick it up. Give yeah. him another decade or so. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing what this is, I'm also pleasantly surprised by You're it. You're not so pleasant. No, I'm pleasantly oh, surprised you are. by oh, it. Oh, pleasantly surprised. 
So yeah, you gave me this a uh, couple hours ago, so I yeah. I know it is. So this is totally on you, Brian. This yeah, is yeah, it's up to you. That is bizarre. <laughs> I'm not giving you any hints. I don't know why you're looking at me for help. I'm just glad that it held on. I I, I thought it would be okay. Like it's not it's not dead. It's not like some some bacon notes in there. There's a yeah. uh, definitely bacon. It's sweet again, really sweet. That's like the sweetest of all of the ones that we've just had. It tastes a little on the sweeter side. Yeah, yeah. But that I don't know if there would be any residual sugar in this. Would, they, would there be some oh, residual yeah, sugar? Yeah, uh, knowing the uh, knowing the vintage, yeah. Okay. As where you're about to drop the name of who made it. I was almost. I was very close. I was like, oh, uh, uh, no. You want to? I'm. I'm in La La Land on this one. It, anything would be just a complete guess because that is there's nothing typical about that whatsoever. All right. I want to say Syrah or something, but do, oh. you, do you like it? Let's go with that. No. No. Okay. All right. I want to say Syrah. So I, I'm of the opinion that this grape should be yanked out. Um, uh, the winery that makes this is, uh, believes it is the future of Ontario. I'm sure you're starting to figure out who it is. Oh, really? And um, uh, it is the 2010 Henry of oh, wow. Tobacco. So. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just Things that make you go, hmm. Just a very quiet, hmm, out of... Uh, you know what? 2010, hot vintage. Uh, you know, I... That is so sweet. You know what? I, I have one more. We actually... No oh, we have another one? No, I, it's not covered, but uh, we briefly discussed it while we were, um, while we were talking uh, just between podcasts. And Brian said this would be a good wine. All right. So I'm going uh, to crack it open. That's interesting with that, the, the Baco there, though, because it, again... 2010 hot vintage. I don't think that age did this wine any good. Okay. What do you think? I, I would agree. Yeah. I was honestly, I was holding on to it as something that I was sort of doing the Michael Pincus approach to right. cellaring wines. I was uh, taking wines, and when I had started writing about wine in 2010, so I, I would have bought this 2011. Right. Um, these were wines that I, I did enjoy at the time. Yeah, I'm sure they would have been. Yeah, fresh. and I mean, I, I still don't mind cracking tobacco certain times, certain place, certain food. I'm, I'm smoking a brisket on Saturday if someone brings a I, bottle of tobacco. You know, I, did, to I that, love I love tobacco. There's um, some really great examples of them. But and now it's uh, I've got a, a, a stockpile of older tobacco that I'm going to be opening up over the next little while to make room on the wine rack. So, so gathering from your comments, you're not a fan of Baco. I'm not a big fan of Baco. No, I, I, I wish... Well, Henry Pelham makes good Baco. Mm-hmm. I will give them that. But oh the rest of the province is pretty much, you know, give it up, stop doing it. Yeah. Sorry, well, and they, and they do a lot. They hmm? do a lot. They do a lot of Baco. They do. And I and I think Henry Pelham does it justice because they treat it like a grape. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the other ones, a lot of them treat it like a cash cow. Right. It really is. Well, Baco is... It's, it's, it, it is really weird when you see how Baco grows. Um, in 2017, when I bought some fruit from Ridgepoint, right next to Moro's property, there's that Baco block, yeah. That Baco block that was oh, completely yeah. left, like untended, the entire summer. And by the time we got close to harvest, it was like, it was insane how high and how wide those vines had grown while the vinifera. You know, twenty nice feet away, and, yeah, was neatly tucked, and neatly tucked, but also like in that twenty seventeen, you know, just being like, please stop raining. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, what we have here, uh, which unfortunately nobody can taste, uh, and you, maybe hopefully you can talk about this wine. Um, 
So this is the 2010 Vineland Cabernet Merlot. I had it sitting literally behind me in, in a wine rack. And uh, during uh, our between podcast banter, I noticed the bottle, showed it to Brian. Brian said, that should be a good wine. So that was a great one. to finish off, I yep. thought, uh, why not crack it open and see? It's obviously not blind. We always know what it is. Um, I know how I ended up with this wine. Um, because I walked into the winery at one point, and uh, they were they were I don't know if, I don't know if you were clearing it for some reason or you were on a case sale or something, but I remember you had uh, like the cases on for ninety bucks. Mm-hmm. Buy a case, it's ninety bucks. I don't know if you had a plethora of this or what, Maybe. and I jumped on it like there was like a like a fly on. So oh, ding ding ding! I'm gonna take two, another one. Yeah. So. <laughs> And that's, um, a, that's a great wine. So that's predominantly Cab Franc again. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, there's only, a, I believe there's like 15% in that vintage. And Merlot only ever takes up a very, very small percentage of, of any Cabernet Merlot blend that we do. We Are you growing your own Merlot? No, we don't grow our own okay. Merlot. That, uh, that comes actually from the Rick Smith, uh, Rick and Cheryl Smith. So yeah, a, a great vintage. Um, I got to be honest with you, I never thought that wine would not last that long. And I didn't, I, when, when you were opening it up, I was kind of cringing thinking... Well, it's kind of funny. You're talking about how 2010s haven't held on. We, we yeah. have three Ontario 2010s on the table, and we're not just saying this because you're in the room, but this is definitely uh, it's held definitely on the, the best. best, the best of, of the bunch. And as I said, uh, hmm. I remember walking in. Uh, I was dating my wife at the time. I said, "We got to, we got to buy that." And she's like, uh, "Whatever." So <laughs> which, this is um, which is usually when it comes down wine purchases. Like whatever. You uh, you go ahead and do what you want. So this is a, a, a there's another winemaking technique called um, microoxygenation that we've mm-hmm. we've done in, in that little tiny bubbles that we uh, introduce into wine that emulates that which a barrel would otherwise do over a period of time, and so you're not exchanging the time that wine would spend in a barrel, but you're just doing it inside of a stainless steel tank in a larger volume. And so you can gain some economies of scale. So uh, I think we did probably 2,500 cases, maybe 3,000 wow. cases of that wine then. Uh, and I think that would have been probably twelve ninety five on the shelf. You got it for 90 bucks. Good for you. For the case. For the case. That's fantastic. And so, yeah, so, th- but that's a, that's a really good example, I think, of the, when you, when you have thoughtful winemaking and, and you're considerate of, of the tools that are available to you, not just sort of a dogmatic approach that you do this at this time and this at this time and this at this time, that you respond to the wine's needs. And uh, oxygen is one of those things that wine needs, and it needs a lot of oxygen in its youth. And I remember um, the micro uh, microoxygenation that we did on this. At one point, I was panicking, thinking I shot this wine right over the edge, and, and we, we I might have screwed it up. And this is testament to the fact that we didn't screw up. That was amazing. That's uh, My, uh, microoxygenation is like holding a hand grenade in your hand, and somebody's pulled the pin, and you're just waiting, waiting for it to go off, just waiting and waiting and waiting. Microoxygenation is not for the faint of heart. So, there you go. so a few more podcasts, and we can start writing some curriculum on winemaking. There you go. <laughs> I appreciate all the all the knowledge that you've uh, imparted on us here, and. Uh, I know we've talked about it for years, so maybe I'll tease it, tease it ahead that hopefully we can make it onto the crush pad around harvest this year to talk to you. Yeah, we definitely have to do and that for I sure. And I appreciate you uh, talking to us during the harvest last year and as we, well. And we've also talked, uh, I should get it, get it into the, the ethos, is that we, uh, we've we always talked about a an old Cabernet Franc dinner. We have done that. Yes. And we have Wait, got I don't to remember do that. Jeff, Jeff Aubrey. Jeff, Jeff Aubrey was some. one of them. Yeah. Can I come? You got to bring a bottle of old Cabernet Franc. I've got uh, I've got some Red Paw and Black Paw Cabernet Franc from uh, 
from. I wonder if Jeff Jeff has some. I'm sure. I'm sure. I would doubt it. Jeez, we're making these plans. I'm Anyways, you know what? Let's. I'm, I'm just gonna wrap this up here. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> what really surprised you, Michael? Thank you, Andre. What really surprised me is we didn't have the clunkers that we have had. I in the know. Past. This was the most disappointing stump the stoop ever because. I'm not going to lie, I kind of look forward to the, and I just keep going back to the, the Kentucky Cab, because that was by far the worst wine I've ever tasted. That the was is, the crappiest wine. But we've tasted, you and I, we've both tasted bad wine, and I'm putting this in air quotes, we've tasted bad wine, but like, a lot of it is winemaking decisions, like stuff with high residual sugar in, you know, a full-bodied red, like those are winemaking decisions being made to appease the market. I don't know what the fuck the people in Kentucky were thinking when they made that wine. Well, let's put it this way. I don't know what the fuck I was doing holding on to it that long because it, it was at least six or seven years old. That was, that was probably a wine that was meant to drink like the moment I got it out of the store. Like it was meant to open in the car ride to the next stop. I also think we need to double down on the disclaimer because Brian's wines were the ones that showed the best that we tasted blind. There were two of them in there. And the the Burning Kiln and the Southbrook wines, unfortunately, didn't hold up. That's not an indictment on the wineries or the quality of the wines. It just, we really do taste these blind. How the dice roll happens is how the wines come out. And the Henry of Pelham as well that no one really liked. And I was I was really surprised how South Africa showed it. I really yeah. I, I really do when I pick these out of the cellar, my thought is, boy, I'm really looking forward to hearing people really diss these wines to such a degree that they're like, this is the crappiest thing I've ever drank in my life. And I open them a time after I'm like, they're not bad. Oh damn it. I gotta go I gotta go deeper into the age vault. I think. Who are we going to have on for the next one? I have no idea, but uh, oh, you know who we invited during the California wine show was Farrah Felton Jolly. And I wonder if she's going to come. <laughs> she's supposed to come here. Uh, you for... know what? We should, we should give her the heads up and see if she can bring something from her cellar. That would be interesting, too. And I remember we said to her, come in the this. fall and we'll do a stump the stoop. And she was like, oh, that kind of makes me nervous. And I'm like, no, no, it makes us nervous more than you. The international edition, Stump the Stoop. That's the first time going we worldwide. Yeah. Anyways, Patreon, Patreon.com. Two guys talking wine. If you're still listening to this podcast, it means you really like us. But do you like us three dollars a month worth? I'd like to think so. Do you like us, Sally Fields? Enough? Do you really like us? <laughs> That's terrible, Michael. You like me. You really like me. I'm Andre Pru from AndreWineReview.ca. I'm Michael Pincus of MichaelPincusWineReview.com. Take us away. Something about you follow us on iTunes and all that. No, kind of people know that. Just, just sign us off. Oh, oh. Uh, good night. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.